Hello, and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, a podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guests, Amy and Megan from Sotopia. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so before we jump into all our quilty fun today, can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? Um, well, I, my name is Amy. Um, I began quilting in 2010. Um, and then I'm married with a, with two kids, live in Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, what else is there about me? I don't, that's pretty much. Don't forget your neurotic dog, too. Yeah. Oh yes, I have a neurotic <laughs> have a dog. dog. His name is Bernie. He's <laughs> half Shih Tzu, half Bashan, and he thinks that he oh, can no. bark anything out of existence. <laughs> His anxiety level is really high, so that's really fun. <laughs> and my name's Megan Callahan, and I. Well, let's see here. I have two kids. I have twin girls, and my husband. You know, he's there too. He's great. No, I love him. And um, we, I'm from the Pacific Northwest, but I currently live in California. And I have two kitties and a very old dachshund who is just, she's still going, but sometimes we ask her why, but I love her. And um, I started quilting. I kind of got, well, I started in high school. I want to say my, actually my friend's grandmother taught me how to quilt and I picked it back up in high school and college and then needed something to do after I had two babies at home and that's kind of started quilting again in, I don't know, maybe 2012-ish. So. And how did you guys meet? <laughs> oh, how did we meet? Well, it was like t- t- tumble for quilters. No. no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I met Megan officially in at the first mm-hmm. Sotopia event in Salt Lake in 2015. Yeah, I think. October-ish 2015, that was when, I think I followed mm. her on Instagram, because I was just, I missed the flicker part of quilting, because I was raising two little ones, mm-hmm. but um, I kind of got onto Instagram after they were born, and I was just like, oh, wow, look at this whole world of, like, crafty people and like-minded people, and I think I followed her on Instagram, and then we met officially at Sotopia, as, because I was a, an attendee, yeah. so, Yeah. She was an attendee, and now she her title has changed to my work life partner. She's probably my work wife, and yeah, I would say that you would take the wife. Yeah, I'm mom and your dad. Like definitely. Yes, I'm the one who goofs (laughs) off, and she's the one who like reins me in. I'm I'm the one who has crazy ideas, and she's the one who. So she, uh, so we met at the first Mm -hmm. Sotopia. And then it wasn't until I think I actually have a list of all the Sotopias. Um, it wasn't until the fourth Sotopia event in Atlanta that she came on board as staff. And then she's just been she's been with that was me my since. audition, by the way, to see if I fit. <laughs> yes, I had to audition yeah, for trial run. Yes. So let's, I know, and the, the, we're going off a tangent, but at the beginning, and I don't know like if people out there can relate, but when you work with women, sometimes they kind of get like, we need to make sure that everybody gets along. So I tried Megan out and I've been with her ever since. So yeah, that we, we, 
we said, hey, you want to work with us? We'll try you out. And if you didn't make it, then we're not asking you to come back. (laughs) (laughs) So how does it work between the two of you? Because, Amy, you're based in Utah and Mm -hmm. you're down in California, Megan. So how does that work? Uh, A lot of FaceTime Mm -hmm. calls. We use Marco Polo. (laughs) I don't know if you guys know what Marco Polo is. We use uh, Marco Polo. It's like a walkie-talkie app. It's almost like WhatsApp, but with yeah. face, like, so. It's yeah. just a, it's a video so message we, you can send and watch at will. So you can watch it later, but it's, and it stays yes. there and it's private between you and whoever's on that group. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Marco Polo and FaceTime mm-hmm. calls. There's, there's times where if I don't hear from Megan, like, and I don't know if you have friends like this, if you don't hear from them that day you're like okay something's wrong they might be dead in a ditch somewhere what's going on so yeah yeah so yeah that's how we can keep in communication with each other and then I work obviously I work remotely so I do my role is more kind of like creative director so when we're picking out fabric lines or making kits or any sort of curating I'm involved with that I do the graphic design elements from home as well, and then any sort of computer work. And then usually I try to do a trip at least once or twice a year to Sotopia to do merchandising and kind of like general refreshing. Um, and so usually before an event, what will happen is we'll go, I'll go to Sotopia and we'll pack up stuff and then we'll unpack together. Um, so that's kind of how we try to do. My life has been a little bit crazy with my family stuff lately, but um so I'm definitely missing my visit right now. So I think, but I'm coming in, when am I coming there? October? I have a trip scheduled for October. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yes, October. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so Sotopia has been around since uh, 2014. Amy, can you tell us how it all began? Well, okay. So in the, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, Sotopia began probably after I left um the modern quilt guild board of directors and i served as a treasurer from i think 2012 to 2013 i was there for the first quilt con in austin and i helped them um kind of organize the sewdowns i used to have sewdowns and i don't know if you guys know this but there was um regional events that the modern quilt guild did called sewdowns and um they also did quilt at that time quilt con was every other year and not yearly like they do now so that was that's very interesting right so i was on the board of directors as their treasurer because i have a business degree um and i have like an emphasis in accounting so and then i worked at as an it i don't know uh, like I worked at an IT small IT company as their director of operations too in twenty and yeah I've been working for a long time I'm a workaholic actually um, so I once I saw this like and I think what happened is like I saw how the sewdowns were ran but I also have like this huge entrepreneurial spirit so I always wanted to own my own business so that gave me inspiration to run. Sotopia. So I left the Modern Quilt Guild, the board of directors, at the end of 2013 and then started Sotopia in 2014. And so at the time, I was like, well, what kind of event would I want? And so I was like, well, I think I wanted to gear it more towards, I would say, advanced sewers, but really like 
I just wanted a weekend where my food was taken care of. I didn't have to haul my sewing machine, like, um, and then I could bring my projects. I could meet new, like, friends or old friends, and we just go to a location that's easy to fly to, and then, you know, have fun giveaways, door prizes. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, drinks. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of like, because I feel like, I don't know if I have ADHD. I could, like, in my onset, like, old age, but, like, but, like, I just don't want I, – I didn't want a class. I wanted to go somewhere and sew all day without, like, interruptions from family and work. And so that was the inspiration behind the first Sotopia. And and really saying it's it's definitely not spite-topia. It wasn't like, well, I, they're doing this and I can do it better. It was just I, I could do this differently and I want to do an event that I would want to attend, I think, was – what Amy was starting as well. And it's, it's like the slogan is so indulge engaged. So it's kind of like you're having a weekend, you're meeting up with friends and, and most of our attendees are kind of, you know, moderate to advanced sewers. They're all introverted extroverts. So like they're extroverted with each other, but they're also just kind of like, I just want to put on my headphones and sew type of people. They're pretty laid back. And um, I think Amy was really kind of creating a home and I had actually, started as an attendee with Sotopia and I went to a sew down and they were two very different experiences. Um, one I found, you know, very chill and just fun. And one I found a little bit stressful because it was so regimented with our time. Um, mm. and so to have like just open sewing and, you know, you're responsible for your own dinners and you can go out and have like a nice dinner with your friends. It was a very different experience. And so people kind of find what fits them. And we do have a very loyal a return rate on our Sotopians who like to come back, I think, because of that. Amy, are you able to tell us more, like, the story behind the name Sotopia? Oh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the person that gets credit for coming up with the name Sotopia is my husband. Because like this, you know, we were, like, you know, sitting around. And I'm like, okay, I want it, like, people to come. Like, I want, you know, like, this community because it's, like, Back then, it's funny because Megan mentioned it. Back in the Flickr days, we didn't have Instagram back then. I don't, I don't know what year Instagram actually started, but like, we were all on Flickr, and I don't know if anybody knows what Flickr was, but it's a Yahoo thing, and it was like <laughs> a community. Okay, you get it's like groups. It's almost like Facebook groups, but it's like the fact that like you would have certain groups for certain quilting, like you know, like swaps and like oh we have a Denise Schmidt group we have a Tula Pink group and you would just upload photos you would take photos mm -hmm. with a camera <laughs> not your phone <laughs> but a camera a digital camera yeah, a digital DSLR <laughs> I'm not, I feel like I'm like back in the day when we we didn't have electricity let me tell you back in the day we would have dslrs and we would take pictures and then we would upload them to the site called Flickr. and so um we all like it's funny because the evolution of modern quilting or just quilting in general i'm self-taught you know so like mm -hmm. when i got into quilting i was like oh what is oh, this is a blog. Oh, okay. Let's read. Ooh, so, okay. <laughs> you know, and then, then it morphed into going on Flickr and then it was just like, we just created these communities. And then, so I think also, um, the first sewing blogging event that was like a meetup event 
was called Sewing Summit. So I have a lot of inspirations for that. So I was telling my husband, I was like, hey, what 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 should we call this? And he was spit taking like he was just like giving us like ideas. And I was just like <laughs> and he's like, ooh, Zootopia. And he's like, you guys could be Zootopians. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> so you started out really focused on events and experiences. What brought you from that focus into deciding to open up a brick and mortar store? Oh, I lost my job. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> In uh, it was at the end of two thousand. I had stepped down from uh, my my like I was yeah I was very high up in that company and I decided to step down because it was so stressful. It was taking on mm-hmm. so much, and then you know I lost my job, and then I was like, and I'm a workaholic. Like I work probably forty to sixty hours at that time. It was like forty to sixty hours a week on top of doing stuff for Sotopia. And Sotopia at that time was only like a twice a year gig. So I think Mm -hmm. twice a year I was like really working a lot, you know? And then, um, in 2007, at the end of 2017, I lost my job and I was, I went to my husband. I was like, what do I do? Do I go get another corporate gig? And he was just like, you know what? Just do Sotopia full time. And then I was like, okay, what would, that means we would, instead of having income only twice a year, we need to do income 12 times, you know, like, like monthly. (laughs) And, um, and so we, so then we, I think in 2018 was the first time I like, okay, we, we just had our merch, like we had our project bags and our t-shirts on the website. And then I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Then I had to get in the whole like ordering fabric and, setting up accounts with manufacturers and then yeah so it, it kind of morphed because I lost my job <laughs> and when did you first get the the first space that you got so the first space wasn't really an in-store shopping it was more of kind of like corporate offices yes so um, and that's where Amy started so here's here's the and you know I I admire women who have fabric stores online and it's in their house I can't do that. I was just like, I, I don't want one. I don't want fab. Like I already have a huge stash. I don't know if you guys have a huge stash, <laughs> but then it was like yeah. to see bolts lining up next to my stash. I was like, I would have like anxiety attacks, you know? So, um, I decided I was like, okay, if, if I'm going to make this work, I need to pay rent. So I rented a, I think at that time was like a 500 square foot space. And um, it was like this dinky office. Well, it's a brand new build and it was an office, but it was shared with a lumber company. So it was just like he would house my sewing machines. I have for our events, we have like uh, Sotopia owns 60 sewing machines. But I had this this rent and the rent, I think that <laughs> I think the rent, my husband freaked out when I told him how much the rent was. But now I feel like if you said this rent number, people are like, that's easy. Um, I think <laughs> our rent was five hundred dollars a month for that square footage of space. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, if I can make five hundred dollars a month, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> And then we, and then we, I think I, I didn't like sharing an office with, um, mm-hmm. somebody like, cause it was just kind of, it was weird. So then we found another space, um, like I think 
two, one or two years after we had that space. And then it was a 900 square foot space. And that rent was like, again, I'll share too. It was $800 a month, you know? So if it's $800 a month and I have to pay employees salaries and all that stuff, I'm going to hustle a little harder. And then we filled that space. Um, so it was funny cause the year before the pandemic, in 2020 I think I was like 2019 I was like Megan we need a retail space and she's just like she's like always was like a retail space is going to change your life and I was like we need a retail space we need a, we need to find a retail space and she's like just don't do it it's gonna change your life and I was just like <laughs> well no it wasn't don't do it I think it was more of like yes, I think you do need a real retail space, but let's maybe wait just a, a few months or yeah. a year. It was kind of waiting. So she started looking and even with kind of FaceTiming, she would look at a space and I'd be like, well, it's okay. But, but you know, it was definitely like, yes, this is something that needs to happen. But I was more of like, I'm like, Amy, you're going to be busier than you think you are. Yes. She's always <laughs> that said that, said. you know, I'm it's like, kind of funny. And then I was like, you know, oh, hey, like we come back from QuiltCon and, the pandemic hits and I know my lease was up in that like space in August. Right. And I was like, the pandemic hits we're like shut down and I'm still driving to the shop. Like, it's funny. Cause like, you think about it now, you know, it's like almost kind of back to normal with all the driving and the traffic and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I, dr- I'm driving, nobody's on the road I'm driving to the office every day to process orders. And I'm the only one processing orders just because like one, you know, you don't want to put somebody at risk. And two, you know, you just don't want to put yourself at risk either, you know. So then I was doing those orders and I was driving to the shop and I was like, you know, this is the perfect time (laughs) 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 for a retail space. So I call, I drive by this one shop, shopping center all the time. So I called on them and they were like, they were like, well, how much are you paying? And I was like, oh, not 800 bucks a month, you know, I don't really want to spend that much. And he's like, he's like, okay, do you definitely, the space that you want, you definitely can't afford it. It's about two grand, a, two grand a month. And you have to understand, I'm like two grand a month. I'm like, damn, that's a lot. <laughs> and two, I have no retail experience. Like I have no, like, and also, hey, it's in the middle of the pandemic. Nobody's going to walk up to your store and go into the store. <laughs> so I was like, and he's like, I have the perfect spot for you, I think. And then he showed us, and I wish my camera was working, but he showed us a spot. Um, and then I was like, he's like, it's going to be about, I think he said about, we can start you about, nine hundred dollars a month for six yeah for six for six months (laughs) okay for six months we're gonna start you at nine hundred dollars a month which isn't a lot because it's just a little over your paying and then we're gonna bump you to thirteen hundred bucks so i was like okay i think we can do that Mm -hmm. It was also with the agreement, though, that she was like, well, I'm not going to open right away. So there was also an agreement of like, I'm going to set up the store, but I'm not going to open up for customers. But they were like, but you have to because you're in like a storefront. And so there was an agreement with at some point she had to open the store to the public in the middle middle, of the pandemic because it was literally part of her contract. So it was... (laughs) Yeah. So we moved the year. We moved in July 
They gave us six months. Oh, they also gave us six months no rent. That was awesome too. They gave us. Whoa. Yeah, they gave us. She gets away with the best deals. They gave us six (laughs) months no rent. Okay, because it was the year of the pandemic, and I think at that time. I think landlords at that time, they were looking at businesses just shutting down left and right. And like, we mm. don't talk about this a lot, but like we have businesses. I think every business is on a paycheck to paycheck situation, right? Like, and they're like, or almost paycheck to paycheck. And I think if you look at businesses that survived the pandemic, you're like, okay, they must have, they must have done something right. But you see restaurants, and I, I just think that, like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's was on a, like, paycheck-to-paycheck kind of situation, the businesses. And then... Some of them, though, I think some were... I think some businesses really flourished in the pandemic. It's the ones who are like, okay, we're going to make this a pickup-only food place. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the quilting industry and fabric stores and online fabric stores really saw a big jump Mm -hmm. in business as well because of all the fabric masks that were being made. So I know that Sotopia, we saw a big Mm -hmm. jump in business during the pandemic. So depending on what services you're providing, I think some people really had a a good couple of years. So then Mm -hmm. I think we opened our shop in, so they're like, Hey, you can't just like, you know, be closed because it doesn't bring the right vibe to the, like the shopping center that you're Mm -hmm. in. So in, tw- in the last, I think the last or the second week of December, we opened mm-hmm. and we only allowed three people. Everybody's masked up. Our staff is fully vaccinated. Or wait, no, we weren't even vaccinated then because the vaccines didn't come out until 2021, right? So everybody's mm-hmm. masked up, six feet distance, um, only three people in the store at one time. And yeah, it was insane. That sounds like, like a yeah. Like it's just hard to believe that that happened like a couple of years ago. <laughs> Feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, yeah. So for our Definitely. listeners that haven't been to your store, if they actually set foot into your into Zootopia, what would they expect when they come in? Well, it is only. I'm trying to paint a picture. It is only 900, close to a thousand square foot space. It's very square, long, high ceilings. Yeah, rectangle. rectangle. <laughs> Sorry, square it's square. <laughs> square long. Square long. <laughs> long square. Is square. Um, we, you know, it's it's small but concentrated, meaning like we focus just on. We have like the 365 colors of Kona. Our walls are color coordinated as well, like it's in color order, um, and it's very focused on the modern side of quilting and it's curated too it's not we don't buy the whole collection of so and so just because mm. we can sometimes yes. we do <laughs> I mean, we break our own rules but a lot of times we'll be like wow we really like the prints from these specific things and so everything is highly curated so it's not just it's yeah it's very very curated the store is as well so do you find your um, in-store activities influence your ongoing retreat programming and vice versa? So I was curious about that question and where that came from. Like, so maybe you guys can elaborate. But I think that uh, our, well, it's funny because we stopped doing our retreats for like mm-hmm. a hot minute because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then we we restarted it in the most craziest place ever. We restarted it in Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. And that event 
So, and we can go, we can go off on a tangent on that event alone, but, um, but I think our online, I think they're two separate, it's almost like having two kids, right? Like one kid's in high school and one kid's in like junior high. So I feel like none of both, none of them kind of dictate each other because it's mm-hmm. two very separate children that I have. I, I do think there is something that has been affected though. So one thing that Amy is, she's very, I think she's very non-competitive with like other businesses. She is more than willing to lift up another business or if she doesn't have fabric, she's like, oh, go to this store. And she's always been very gracious that way. Um, And one thing that we always did at Sotopia is we have a pop-up shop and we like to support other online shops or even brick and mortar stores. And we would usually, they weren't always like local to the area, but we've always had lots of different pop-up shops at Sotopia mm-hmm. um, and with mm-hmm. at the events. Yes. And, and it's fun to see someone else's perspective. And even when Amy had opened her own online shop, we were still bringing in other stores to do the pop-up shop because it's, it's more for everybody. Mm-hmm. And at, um, I don't remember which event it was. Amy might remember, but we were like, okay, let's try it. Let's try to be our own. Oh, it was in Wisconsin. That was the first time we were our own pop-up. And this was also our first rogue event that we didn't have in the spring or fall. We did a pop-up late summer event just to see if three events a year were viable. (laughs) And we decided to be our own pop-up shop. And and since then, we we have been our own pop-up shop. And that's really something that the online store and the brick and mortar store has really influenced the event is now we're bringing a small portion of the store mm-hmm. to the event as well. So that's, that's pretty fun. I think that's kind of the biggest crossover between the two. So in addition to your creative retreats, your online store and your brick and mortar store, you also offer a couple of clubs. Um, can you tell us more about, you know, kind of what inspired bringing the clubs into the fold and uh, you know, what, uh, what someone could expect from them. Oh, okay. So we we run, this is from Milwaukee that we did that summer event, and Tara mm-hmm. Fonin was like one of one of our instructors. We had Tara and the Outback Wife. Um, and I was so impressed with how Tara pulled colors and how she works with solids. And I don't know, like I just couldn't, like, I'm like, you know, we need to do something. I remember calling her up and be like, Tara, we need to do something. <laughs> Tara was like, well, what do we do? And I was like, I think we do something where you pull the colors. I provide the fabric. And if you want, we could do like a block too. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. And then I think Tara was like, hey, I want to. She she And she added this. I credit this 100% to her. She was like, hey, I need to learn video. And, and it's funny because nowadays I think like with the pandemic pushing everybody to video or online, mm-hmm. she, she was ahead of the game and was like, because how do you, I don't know, we're more visual learners sometimes than we are like reading directions. So she was like, I'm going to start doing video. So she mm-hmm. was like, so what we did was we collaborated together and started the color collective. So she curates the palette with the block. And then we do monthly meetings. We talk to the group. Um, we tried to do them on Instagram. We moved to uh, Zoom because Instagram's algorithm sucks. I hope you hear that, Instagram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Meta's on it. So if you wait, I'm going to get Sotopia ads now. <laughs> um, 
So, and then we just developed that club where we do it. We started, mm-hmm. and it's funny because we, we, <laughs> we think about how we started. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. we can order fabric. Yeah, it's not a problem. Now mm-hmm. we have to order. And then the year of the pandemic hit, and then we were like, okay, we can't mm-hmm. order any blues. <laughs> we can't order any blacks. Mm-hmm. Because and they are greens yeah. because greens. they were set for doctors, police. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. There was a huge shortage because surgical, they have specific colors for surgery because their right. eyes get fatigued. And so all of those conos were gone because they were obviously, you know, making a priority to send it to yeah. the medical field as they should. Um, but that greatly <laughs> affected our color palettes that year. Amy, was the Color Collective the first club that you had at Sotopia? I don't remember. I think so. I'm tr- no, it's I actually had the, the Kona 100 club too before that. <gasps> and then we ran the Terra, the Color Collective with mm. Terra. And then I think we've done a couple block of the months. Um, and we had Karen Lewis's club. Yep, we have Karen Lewis's club. I'm trying to think, is that, I want to do a thread club. With Wonderful, oh. I haven't talked to my work wife Megan about it, but she kind of knows. No, we've we've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I also am working with Annabelle Wrigley to mm-hmm. do a Ruby and B Club. That's going to be like not that many solids because there's only mm-hmm. like fifty ish, close to sixty ish Ruby and B solids. But it's different from Kona, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we're working in the back to do uh, in the background to do that as well. So yeah, not any other clubs. I can't think of any other clubs. More to come. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> on that note, it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Amy and Megan? Yes. Sure am. So Wendy, why don't you kick us off? <laughs> All right. So what is your favorite time of day to be in Sotopia? Mondays, because we don't open to the public. And <laughs> at 10 a.m., <laughs> there is no employees. There is me on lo-fi and... Yeah, just doing my own thing from 10 and to 11. me on the FaceTime. Yes. Hey, what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Same. What is the busiest time at Zootopia? It's Saturdays. Is it Saturdays? Saturdays? Okay, it's Saturdays. What's your favorite part of the store? Probably um, in the back, in the in the cave that I live in. <laughs> I, like, I like the bag-making area. Amy's favorite part of the store is actually probably your boyfriend. Oh, yes. I have um, a card catalog. And vintage he's card catalog. A vintage card catalog. He's tall, dark. He's handsome. Mis- yeah, handsome, and he holds all the things. Do you wear shoes while sewing? And if so, what do you wear? Socks? No socks? No, barefoot. Ew. Yeah. Oh. Don't touch my pedal. I wear I wear uh, inside shoes, slippers, or flip flops. And if we walked into Sotopia, would you be playing music, or would it be the sounds of fabric cutting? Music, for sure. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite playlist when you're just the one in the store versus the best customer playlist? It's probably lo-fi. What's your favorite snack while working? Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it's Doritos Ranch. Chips. There's this key lime popcorn at Trader Joe's right now that's mm, chef's kiss. Delicious. What is your favorite traditional block? Probably a log cabin. Mm, same. It's You can't go wrong. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Red. Green. Do you have a favorite brand of solids? I'm going to have to say it's Kona. Yeah, same. What's your favorite Kona color? I'm going to say it's acid lime. Orangeade. And what color fabric do you stock the most of? 
Oh, what mm. color? Oh, it has to be like in our stash. It would be probably the blue green area. It's like the mm-hmm. green. It's yeah. always, and this what is something, think? it's always going to be blue greens, like bluish greens, because there's such a spectrum of like cyan and aqua to blue. So in the mm-hmm. store, in your stash, if you look, I guarantee you it's the blues and the greens, even if it's not your favorite color. And solids or print fabrics? I want to say both. Print fabrics. I don't know if you're able to answer this, but who is your favorite fabric manufacturer? Oh, who's my favorite? I don't know. I probably would have to say Robert Kaufman. Well, but then I was like, oh, I love the I love the Ruby Star Girls too. They're they're both are like special. Like we love Robert Kaufman and we love Ruby Star. Those are our, our favorites, I would say. What's the last fabric collection Sotopia bought? We just met we probably is the Heather Ross. Yeah, we met with Wyndham. Heather yeah. Ross's new collection that yeah, hasn't even debuted yet, I don't think. What do you do with your scraps and offcuts? Um, so mm-hmm. I'll take the scraps and I'll put them in our remnant bags and our remnant bags. I think Wendy saw this at mm-hmm. Quiltcon, but like it's a pound of remnants for like $9. Quilters love a scrap bag and remnant bags. At, oh yeah. At, yeah. At Sotopia, they just sell like bananas and we have a lot of solid ones and print ones. And so those are, mm-hmm. we love them. All right. Um, what sewing notion couldn't you live without? I would say rotary cutter. Hmm. Uh, you know, a hair marker, I think, has been really handy for me. If you could only pick one Sotopia club to join, which one would you choose? It would have to be the Color Collective. Uh, yeah. Like, it's a stash building club with skill building. Like, I, that's the best kind. You won't not use what you get with the Color Collective, but I would have to go with the Woven's Club because it holds a special place in my heart because I curated <laughs> it, but also because I just, I think Woven's <laughs> are really hot right now. And, um... So they're just really fun. I I always love a texture over a solid. Do you have a favorite Sotopia retreat to date? Mm. Honestly, I think Denver was kind of fun. Like, I remember Denver being fun, despite the fact that we were all super dehydrated and, like, Amy was going through tins of chapstick. But um, I think Milwaukee was the funny, because Milwaukee is, like, if anybody hasn't been to Milwaukee, it's, like, a low-key Chicago. It has the architecture uh, aspect of Chicago, but like food and cheese, oh my god, and beer. What is the one product you sell the most of at Zootopia? I don't know. Fabric. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so we know who's your quilty BFF. So I'm gonna skip that and let's go. Who's Do you? Your quilty? Do you know who my quilty BFF is? <laughs> I've got a feeling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's I mean, see. You did mention quilt life. Yeah, she's talking about me when you're thinking someone else, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, my quilt wife. Oh, wow. Ow. Oh, oh scandal. <laughs> the truth comes out. The truth comes out. The quilt buzz podcast. And that's we, where the episode ends. Well, we broke up. With Lindsay of Penelope. She's definitely like our. Yes. Oh, yes. She's lovely. Before we wrap up, we've got just a couple more questions for you. And first up. Who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Oh, okay. I, I will say the, the there's just accounts that I love, but definitely I think, and I know this sounds like a plug, but I think Tara's account is good. Tara Fonin's account. She just works awesomely with um, solids and she just shows off. Another one I love that kind, she doesn't post a lot, or maybe she does. I don't know. Maybe it's because the algorithm, I hate you. 
Instagram. <laughs> um, but I would say Jackie Gehring's account. I love her account mm-hmm. for inspiration. And then I would, I'm going to put it over to Megan for the other. Yeah, I would say I really, like, as much as I love to follow quilters, it, at the same time, I don't necessarily like to gather inspiration from them because it's like we all want to do our own thing. So I like to follow just kind of like other accounts out there, like a lot of design accounts and art accounts. And um, one person who I think of is Pink and Hank, I believe is her name. And she uh, collects a lot of vintage stuff and does these flat lays. And like just her curation and her color, it's just really inspirational. So it's kind of like if you're into vintage stuff, what a lot of us are for some reason. Um, she's really fun to look at. And um, so, I, yeah, always design accounts, bag oh, makers. Yes. Obviously, we love Noodlehead, and you know, so we we like to diversify because we don't mm-hmm. just do clothes in the store. So we do bags, and yeah. So I'm always following designers and artists and mm-hmm. printers, and you know, diversify your account a little bit. Okay, so before we sign off, do you have any other fun projects on the horizon that you're able to share with our listeners? We have Alexandria, we have Palm Springs coming up, and for the event side, and then in the store, we're gearing up for season five of the mm-hmm. Color Collective. Um, we're doing kind of a fun advent calendar project with the Jolly Darlings from um, Ruby and Star. So we have always have something in the yeah. works for sure. Um, yes, we do. We, we always have something interesting going on. So on that note, we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can most easily be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio. Wendy. I am the.weekendquilto. Anna, our editor extraordinaire, is at Wax and Wayne Studio, and Amy and Megan at Zootopia. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website, quiltbuzzpodcast.com, for previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's show, we hope that you subscribe to the podcast and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>